Hello, Mr. Mark Romero here. How are you doing today? I am so excited because from time to time, I am starting to bring people on who just have such a unique experience and background, have learned, you know, life's lessons from those twists and turns that we all get to endure. And as a result of that, have really brought forth some beautiful realizations, some beautiful tools that can help us all in our lives been inspired to write books and do all kinds of cool things. And we are certainly going to get all of that and then so much more. No pressure, right, Lisa? And we're going to have a great time with this. So I am so happy to introduce Lisa Anise. And before we get started, I want to read a little quick little bio summary on her and kind of uh, open the door for what we're going to step into today. So Lisa Anise is a dedicated practitioner and teacher of Kundalina uh, kundalini yoga and meditation she's a sound healer she's an author she's a spiritual guide she's the owner of the divine sound which is a yoga and sound healing studio i want to go there right as a divorced woman single mother and hearing loss advocate to which she supports the needs of her son who has a permanent hearing loss she chose to walk the path of truth trusting her own spirit strength grace love and light as the answer to her darkness that's beautiful a testament to the truth that challenges are your greatest blessings. Boy, we've talked about that a few times over here. Lisa became a true guru at heart in her ability to turn darkness into light in her own life. For her and her two boys, this act of bravery, courage, and ability to be vulnerable changed the narrative and the future for herself and for her family. So I am so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for being here. We don't really know each other real well. We connected on Instagram. I was looking over information. I'm like, oh, got to have her on. She does bowls. She does sound, you know, and I do sound in my own unique way, but there are many facets of this things called sound healing. So we're going to dive into that and so much more. So Lisa, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Thank you, Mark. My pleasure, my pleasure. So I thought you really kind of highlighted in there and you highlighted some of the information you sent over. It's like life's unpredictable twists, turns, challenges, obstacles, ups, downs. They have this ability to open things up for us and to kind of shift us. So I'd love for you to share, you know, how did you get into stepping into, I mean, you know, author, spirit, I mean, just you have the whole potpourri of cool things to express. How, what was the... I guess, defining moment that really kind of moved you or pushed you down this roadway? Well, I, you know, I, I was a journey for me. So didn't wake up one morning and just say that I want to be a spiritual healer. My background is in professional accounting. That's where I worked prior to having my children, which I had great experiences from. But I recognize I really wasn't always living for myself. I chose a profession that I thought, you know, I could make, I could be successful at, I can make a good paycheck but I really wasn't truly happy. And I learned through my spiritual work that truly being happy is picking a decision from your heart. I was always a mind thinker and being very logical. And so that's one thing that I learned and that really happened through my spiritual work. So it was a trifold effect of first feeling my physical body and then my mental body through therapy and then my spiritual body through the practice of yoga. And yoga was something I always strived for. I wanted to connect with yoga so deeply. I tried different practices and Kundalini yoga is one that really spoke to my heart. It's living your truth. It's living your Satnam, which is truth is my identity. 
So I practiced Kundalini for a couple of years, probably starting in 2018, before I became certified as a teacher. And my teacher training for Kundalini was during the pandemic. So I started in 2019 in the fall, and then I finished up in June. So what was really fabulous about everything's divine timing is I had the tools already to help myself with the pandemic, with you know breathing techniques to stay calm for myself because I needed to make sure my home was calm. My two young sons at the time were, I believe, um, eight and seven. And so I needed to make sure if I was calm, then they would be calm because things were very unknown to us and I didn't want to live in fear. So you know, Kundalini helped me with moving my body, with the breathing techniques, with meditation, and Kundalini also had a gong. So I loved gong bass and of, of class. I was really gravitating towards the gong. That was my first interest, instrument that I purchased for myself. And from the gong leading on to that, I became interested in sound healing. And why sound healing? Well, because my son, you know, was diagnosed with permanent hearing loss in 2020 in the summer time frame, always having something kind of uniquely off with his ears. And I had a, you know, a psychic reading done that said sound healing could help him, but more help, help his voice. Because he couldn't really hear, he didn't have the ability. He could speak, but he wasn't comfortable speaking up. So, of course, I wanted to help my son however way possible. So I, I found the path of Tibetan bowls. I found my teacher, and she taught me how to become a practitioner in the bowls. And the bowls are each tuned to each chakra, mm -hmm. made of seven metals. And when you play them in a certain sequence and pattern, they help to move energy in your body that's no longer serving you. So there's different protocols for anxiety, fear, depression, um, new beginnings, creativity, and so be it. And so through my sessions with, uh, with my sound healer teacher, her name is Catherine Hammer, I learned that this was for me and I just was so in love with it. And what's very interesting is I have tingshas now. So tingshas are a little instrument, looks like a symbol that are used in Tibet to wake up the monks from meditation and start meditation, but also for hearing loss. So I learned that probably in January of 2021, I was about a month into my training with Catherine Hammer and I said, this is why I found you. You are leading me to a path to help my family. And obviously my son, he wears hearing aids and helps him. He is considered deaf without them, but I have the bowls as a way to, and other instruments as a way to not prolong his hearing loss. That was my goal. and. But I found, Mark, my deep interest and love through playing them in a way I never experienced before. And I just kind of grew from one gong to, I just bought my fourth gong today came, and the bowls, I have two sets of bowls, I have crystal bowls, I have chimes, drums, and I just kept learning about the power of sound and how it can vibrate through you differently, the different instruments, and they all connect differently people. So. So those are my things that I've worked on. And then coming through that was the book. So the, how did the book happen? I found the power of the power. Ask, oh, I'm sorry. I want to focus on healing is um, so yoga, yoga, such a powerful, profound tool without a mm -hmm. doubt. I've done Kundalini before, even though my personal favorite is Ashtanga. That's, that's okay. my personal favorite, which interestingly enough, doesn't have any music or sound other than you and your breath and whatever the instructor is telling you as you work through the sequences. Uh, to me, I just find it so meditative and restorative. And I love how you opened up to this working with sound, especially when with your son, with his hearing loss, we typically don't think, well, how, why would somebody like that be impacted through sound? And it really kind of reiterates this thing. 
we hear through so much more than just our ears. You know, mm -hmm. we hear with our energy, we hear with our bodies. And I'd love to know what showed up by you um, diving into these bowls, playing these different teachers, different sounds and things like that for your son. What opened up for him out of that process? Well, he could feel the vibrations. So, you know, um, around the same time I was getting interested in my instruments, my, uh, my older son had a guitar. I know you, you're, you're focused on the guitar. And my little guy, he started playing it himself. He just loved the way the vibrations had felt to his body. And so I didn't necessarily, and they, get, they hit a cellular level. So they go deep down inside of you. And so for me, I, you know, you can't see it. You can't see energy working. You can't see energy moving out of your body. You have to sense it and feel it. And you just have to know and trust that the work is going to help you through the process. And so that's my that's faith. That's my faith that if I'm going to focus on something, I want to focus on an area that could benefit my family. And um, that is just my, my trust. And so I play the instruments for them and they get involved and we have different things that we do together. And um, I love it. it's a blessing that we found something to connect us in a way that has a higher purpose. And, but the voice thing is very interesting because, you know, I learned about sound because I had a psychic, you know, download about watch his voice and speaking your truth is utilizing your throat chakra and your voice and being comfortable with that. And so I just believe so deeply that this was happened for a reason. As I share in my book, I didn't identify my voice truly until I was 40 when I spoke up the truth that I wanted to pursue possibly, you know, I got separation, I moved out of my house. And I had to have huge confidence in myself to, to do that. My son at the time was seven, now he's nine. So now he's finding his voice at nine. I, I cannot wait to see what happens to him and, and his brother because I'm sharing my truth, which allows them to live with their own truth, following their path of their own spirit. And I just am so grateful to see what happens and what will come next for them because it's, it's limitless, obviously. You know, I'm going to have to call you when they become teenagers <laughs> and see how that speaking their voice is really working out for you. <laughs> well, we will. We, I, I have confidence, Mark, in the faith that it's all going to be divinely orchestrated well. Absolutely. And, and we do. We want our children to have, find their voice. We want our children to speak their truth. And what a great age to start, because I think for many of us, especially those of us who are a little bit older, you know, we didn't always get that supported in our environments growing up. We didn't always get that. That wasn't always a good thing. And so it's beautiful to see this shift and this change of increased awareness and how that's impacting our children and I'm sure is going to open up so much opportunities. It doesn't matter. Teenage years can be challenging no matter what, but it's part of the process of them discovering their boundaries, finding their voice, speaking their truth, find out what resonates, what's in alignment with who and what they are. So you mentioned earlier when you were talking about the bowls, about the chakras, which are obviously the energy centers within the body. How do the bowls impact? Are you like tuning and harmonizing? Are you going through and making sure they're all opening up properly? What's kind of your process for that when you're utilizing your bowls? Sure. So the bowls are placed, depending on the protocol, they're placed actually on the chakras or around the body. I have a large table. I put them around. So you're totally engulfed in the vibrations around you. And um, just I play the protocols and they help to move things. They, they work things up that could be stuck and 
with water, I use utilize warm water as well to help further move things. And I can hear in the bowl if it sounds off. I'm very familiar with the bowls. And if there's something energy, you know, extra energy there in a person's body they're holding on to, the bowl will sound different. And I know that, and that's an area that I can work on more with the person. I can have a discussion with the person saying your heart, your solar plexus, whatever it may be, something going on there, something to be looking out for. I know my teacher, for example, she shared that she identified her breast cancer through her bowls because she played her bowls. She knew her bowls very well. And when she played them one day, they sounded different. So she had to you know, push to get certain testing done. And the testing, it was identified in ways that um, other, other radiations weren't identified. So we believe they work. And um, I, you know, and it's so exciting to see who comes through to me and, and to talk to them about that. So the way the water works is warm water helps to further along um, the metals, they connect and they, they stir things up more. So is there, water, the session, oh. is, is there water in the bowl or is there, what do you mean water? I don't always do. So there's water, I put water in, warm water in the bowls, certain bowls at one time, not all of them at once, but you know, when I'm working on a specific area, I'll do the water to help further along the healings. And then post-session, I ask the participant to take a bath with a salt water bath to give everyone a little packet with oils because the salt water helps to, to flush out the energy it's worked just like when you take a massage so there's toxins that were generated so you want to further flush them out of your body and then relax and and take notes of things that have happened or changes that are going on and you definitely feel lighter post-session and you just have a different awareness of things going on and and also it's a discussion with me and that that always helps too to talk about things that are going on yeah. and um just it's just wonderful i'm just so blessed that i have the opportunity to do this i found this path and to help others in the process. So it's interesting with the water aspect because sound moves at what, 700, 750 miles per second through air, but through water, sound moves at like 3000, you know, miles or uh, um, miles per hour per huh. second in water. So water is such a great conductor of energy, obviously us being primarily made of water on a physical Correct. level and such a great way to enhance that overall speed. So it sounds like this is also very much an intuitive process where you allow your intuition to guide you as to what is needed, listening to the bulls, hearing the different sound pitches that are radiating from the person you're working with, and then making adjustments accordingly. Everything's intuitive. I have a, a script to follow the way the bulls are, are worked together and moving energies. But when I'm I'm in a zone, I have no idea. You know, once I go, then after I do the bowls, I also do chimes and drums and gongs. And I'm just like in a beautiful flowing pattern, just like water. It's flowing, and that's my gift. It's you know, I give a healing and I get a healing at the same time as I'm working with with the with the client. And what kind of shifts are you seeing happen for people? What are you seeing? What kind of transformations are you experiencing? Oh, I had a woman call me up post session, and she goes, you know. I, I had the confidence to, to quit a job and then she found, a new she found a new opportunity and something happened with her child and it all happened post-session. And to me, it's just, it's also being aware of those things, being aware of energy and aware of how life works and understanding that when things come naturally and are easy for you, like feel simple, that's the way to go. <laughs> when you feel like you're forcing something, then it's probably not your path. It's probably not meant for you. And it took me a very long time to learn that lesson, I'm, I'm so glad that I have. And I, 
And so having those discussions with people about their life, I listen, I, and I, I'm just full of joy because I'm able to help assist someone view their life. And that's more light. You know, my book is I Am Light. So that's viewing things in a more light perspective. Right. And then I noticed that you also sing mantras in Sanskrit. So mm -hmm. do you do that during a bowl session? I mean, or is this a separate tool that you utilize or perhaps maybe you only sing to your children? How do you use that to help support people on their journey? And why I is sing a lot. important? Yeah, I, I sing mantras a lot. So mantra was one of the, you know, connecting factors of Kundalini that really drove me to want to attend regularly. Mm -hmm. I first time I went to class, I was like, what is going on? You know, I didn't know I was very welcomed and I, I just loved the experience. And I didn't know what I was saying. I just kept doing because it, it felt good. So mantras helped me and it's different mantras for different times of my life and, and, and so be it. But in my practices, I do a lot of Om Mari Padiham, which is the Tibetan mantra for love, kindness, compassion. So when I am playing the D-bowl, which is for the heart center on someone's chest, I often will chant that because it's just so beautiful and it connects to myself because I'm, I'm giving my, ener my divine energy to other people to help them. That's how it works. So I'm, I'm channeling it down. So when I chant, it's chanting from my heart and just using my voice and I'm gracing my, 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 my clients with love. And that's what I believe. And that's why I believe I'm giving my people. So a lot of times do I chant, I do that. And then I also have a Shruti box, which I, I absolutely love. It's a drone type of instrument and I channel different. It depends on what's going on. I do OM a lot just because it's very calming at the end. After a gong, I usually do a lot of chanting to kind of bring us back down from the high vibrations. Mm -hmm. I do a lot in Sanskrit. So I'll, you know, Om Namo Gurudev Namo is, you know, call upon my higher self. I call upon the truth and the divine within me. I'm the teacher of my practice. I'll do that one a lot. Agare um, Name is one that I, I chant a lot for protection. It's the Mangla Charn. Um, Ramadasa is for healing, overall healing. During the pandemic, a lot of the Kundalini Yoga people were doing Ramadasa constantly, just as a collective community globally to heal the earth and what was going on. So, Honestly, Mark, it is all intuitively. One one day I, I started doing a call. A call is for someone who has passed and you want to help them get to the other side. A friend of mine's a father was passing in the process of passing. And so I just started doing that because I knew he could feel it and I wanted to help my, my family, my friends. And so they just divinely come to me and for a higher purpose. That's awesome. I love that. So I'm curious because you come from a very left brain world which mm -hmm. i do too so i can yeah. relate to that yeah. i was always the people that drove the accounting people crazy i was the sales guy and sales manager what do you mean i can't get approved for this deal how are we going to make this happen you know beating up on the accounting people but nonetheless both very left brain oriented did you find it a challenge for yourself personally in your own belief in stepping in and utilizing these tools whether it's through bowls whether it's through using your voice was there a part of you that perhaps maybe struggled into really owning and honoring your gift and what these uh, sound making tools, I guess we could say, were actually able to create? And what did you do to move past some of that doubt that showed up? I, I didn't believe in my gift. I, I was a left, left, left brain person, CPA, accountant. So when I moved out of my house, I actually was studying to become a real estate agent because I knew 
I need to have money, right? You know, right. It's, it's, a, it's a solid thing. You know, I could do it. And so I was starting to become that. And I was doing that at the same time I was about to learn about the bowls. And I remember my teacher, Catherine, she said, what are you doing? You're a healer. You're wasting your time. You're doing a disservice to people by not focusing on the bowls and your gifts because she saw a light and power in me that I didn't believe in myself. And as I talk about in my book, you know, a lot of this was my own worth and that comes from came my heart center. And my heart shocker was the last area that really had to be healed. The belief in myself, the, uh, the worth in myself, the love for myself. Now I'm there. But at the time it was December, 2020, I still had work to do. And I was toggling this, well, I have to make sure I know I can make money versus a path that I have no idea what's gonna happen. So, so once I accepted that, you know, I was so driven towards the bulls. You know, I would be on these web calls with real estate people and I'd be thinking about my website and thinking about this spiritual work. So, so um, that was only a year and a half ago or so, I, I wanna say. And once I believed in myself and believed, and it happened with experience, it happened through seeing clients and practicing on friends and doing group sessions and people wanting more, I started to understand and feel and slowly come away from the, you know, I'm gonna say business side, but of the logical, practical side. And I followed my heart and my joy. I had joy for the first time in what I was doing. I had joy for, yes, yes. So, so there were things I didn't enjoy when I was working with my, you know, my left-hand career and logical brain. I really have passion now and joy for the first time. And it's what I've always wanted. And I just had to trust that everything will be okay at the end of the rainbow. And it sure, sure is. That's awesome. I'd love to hear that. Thank you for sharing that. It's so funny because I talk to people who are relatively new on this and they seem to be able to work through things much quicker, much faster. It's like sometimes I feel like I had to plow through a thick jungle with a machete to make that transition because like you, I kind of like, what? I mean, when I, and I got connected to a left brain scientist guy who said, uh, yeah, your music, you know, tunes the biofield and, and has this dramatic impact on people. And I'm like going, what? You're crazy, man. You did too much drugs back in the 60s or whatever. I didn't buy into it. And even though I could experience on a physical level what it could do. And it's like, it was a shift and a transition. So I love to hear that people are moving into this so much quicker, so much easier to be able to find their peace in this expression, even though it's completely contrary to, in this case, how you were brought up through accounting and profit and loss statements and sales mm -hmm. receipts and all that fun, exciting stuff. I'd much rather be playing with bowls than those things any, any days. And I don't even play bowls, but it sounds intriguing to me. So you mentioned a couple of times about your book. So not only are you a Kundalini a yoga teacher, you're a soundscape uh, artist, you work with all these beautiful tools, you also are a mom, which let's face it, that requires a lot of time. And you just, with the little time that you had left over, decided to write a book. Tell us more about it. I know, I wrote a book, it's so exciting. Um, so before I moved out of my house, I found writing as a way, a very therapeutic way for me to process the emotions that were going on. So 
I wrote to myself privately. I used, you know, different online Canva. I was pretty pictures and colors and I made them match my feelings. And I, I found a healing modality that I always knew about journaling and I never really implemented it. And I was just in love with this process of writing. And it was helpful for me to go through something that was extremely difficult with telling the truth, speaking up, and you know, all these things. So I continued writing after I moved out of the house since my way of healing. But with my son's hearing loss diagnosis, I turned to writing externally for social media, not in a poor me way, but more in a awareness way to the power of angels helping us. It was, I, I use this quote of angels helping us, angels are around us, because with his journey, I was looking at it like very, not poorly, but I was, I was looking at it the wrong way. And a friend of mine had said, no, you have a, this is great. You have an answer for your son. Now you can help your son and you'll be on your way. So I turned it into angels are around us everywhere and they come in the form of friends. And so I just had this feeling of, I want to share this publicly and through social media, I had done that. And I started to get comfortable with being vulnerable on social media, vulnerable with my feelings and experiences. And the world opened up at that point because people come to talk to me in private or post things that I connected with them and they liked what I shared. And I also expanded my hearing loss community. I found friends who had hearing loss or friends of friends because it was, we were tasked to find little other boys, my son's age to find, to connect with that way he can meet someone like himself because he didn't know anyone else who had hearing loss. So it opened the doors in that way as well. And so why a book? So, I wanted to write a book about our experience. I, I enjoy children's books and books in general. I was like, you know, I don't really like any of the books I see about hearing loss. I think I want to write a book about hearing loss to help my son. And so I had this idea for about a year. And then the universe connected me with it with my publisher divinely through a podcast. I, I had heard about her. I had a consult with her and I sh shared my story. And I said, here I am. And I have all these ideas. And she said, you have a fire in you that you needs to come out. We have to see what happens. And so because I connect very well with quotes, my book is about quotes. It was 180 days to remember who you are. Every day is a new quote into six different sections. Each section is a mantra. So, so mantras are very important to me. And so, and I go through the chakra system of I am truth, I am joy, I am power, I am love, I am intuitive, I am divine. So I connect with the chakra area, the energy center, what's going on in the area emotionally, what could we be experiencing. And so it's a book that's very easy to read because each day is under 500 words. And it was very comfortable and easy for me to write because it was similar to how I was writing before. I would reflect on a quote in my experience and um, I'm asking the reader to also reflect as well on what I had written that way they can in tune, you know, connect as well with writing and reflecting just like I had, because I so deeply believed it had impacted how I am. And as I wrote the book, Mark, I was healing things in my body that I didn't even know were still wounded, inner child areas. And as I was going up, you know, power center is your solar plexus. I got the keys to my healing center around the same time. And so I just was connecting the two. I was like, no, this is not, this is not coincidence. This is happening for a reason. So I was healing things in a way I never anticipated. And so the last piece was love, like I mentioned too. So I wrote the love chapter. I thought that would be the easiest chapter, right? And I had the hardest time just 
really looking at some of my past experiences and, and reflecting on those. And it's okay because now I know what, you know, what I need to do and what is really important. And what it is, is, you know, the love for yourself and then you can give to other people. So um, I, the book is just something that I wrote for myself, really myself and my children mm-hmm. that way during this difficult time, they didn't see mommy collapse. They saw me doing something with myself. I turned the energy of a negative situation into something positive. And I said to my publisher, if I didn't sell one book, if I just wrote it for us and we'd be, I'd be proud of that. And so now it's just the exciting time of sharing other people and people are interested in it. And so the doors are opening up and blooming of how I can help others with the way I help myself. Well, it sounds, it sounds like so much information that can help us all to transform our experience and, and to kind of inspire us to move through the twists and turns and the challenges that we all meet in life. And, and not only are you bringing this wisdom forward, it's all, I love how it's aligned to the chakras, the whole sixth, you know, six strings on the guitar, six chapters. That's a nice little synchronicity. That's yeah. beautiful. So what's the vision now? So here you are at this point in your life, right here, right now. How are you expressing yourself? You have a center, you have your book, you teach yoga. Uh, you obviously, you do your bowls and different things. So how can people interact and work with you? So I, you know, my book is coming out in July and I have my website and my purpose or my, my plan is to offer virtual sessions for my book. So anyone who purchases a book, you get a ticket to a free virtual event where I, or workshop where I discuss the book. And the book is also helping you develop, develop a daily practice. So in Kundalini Yoga, it is a daily practice. You want to practice regularly in the morning if you can, breath work and, and yoga, moving your body with energy and meditations. Doesn't have to be hours. You know, my book is structured, do it in 20 minutes. That is what it is. So I want people to develop a daily practice to feel lighter in their way. So the workshops I'm having virtually for people who purchase the book online will be that kind of format where I discuss the book and do some readings, but also go through the techniques that you will be utilizing and you have access to me. So that's another way, but also I have classes locally. I'm in, I'm in New Jersey and and the goal is to, to have retreats in the future and to be connecting with my readers and I, my long-term goal is in a year to have an I Am Light you know, retreat where I can invite my readers to experience and to go someplace where we do the different healing techniques together and talk about talk about the, you know, the future of, of life and how things have transpired. As I know that you know, the healings have you know, changed myself and transformed myself and I'm happy, just you know, excited to see how they can help other people. Beautiful, beautiful. So that being said, where's what's your email address and where can people find you on social media? Sure. So my Instagram is my name, so Lisa Anise, and my my email is Lisa at LisaAnise.com. And my website is LisaAnise.com. Got it. Got it. I love it. Well, thank you so very much. I really appreciate you diving in. I think we could probably dive in much deeper in many of these subject matters. You said your book's coming out in July. And where are people going to be able to find that? Everywhere. So so Amazon, you can find Amazon, my website, Barnes & Noble, Target, anywhere online retailers. And I'll have it in, lo- in local bookstores as well. Awesome. Well, you're rocking it. I got to give you credit. Kudos, whatever, gold star. I just put it up next to your name on the list. That's awesome and amazing. And just thank you so much for your courage to stand for your truth 
to bring forward your gifts, to bring forward your wisdom, your energy, and it's all combined with that New Jersey accent. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. I mean, and I'm teasing a little bit. My mom lived in Manhattan, so that was like my exposure to the East Coast being a native California. So we always love to kind of, you know, poke and New Yorkers and people from New Jersey and that, whole, that accent and everything. <laughs> so, and they poke back too, which is really fun. So, um, but it's been a pleasure to have you on, to have this opportunity to share. I want to encourage everybody to go check out her information, check out her book. And the book name again is? I am like 180 days to remember who you are. Ooh, I love that. That's powerful. So thank you, Lisa, for being here. Thank you for sharing. And um, I really appreciate it. It's been wonderful. Thank Likewise. you. Likewise. Thanks, Mark.